You are listening to episode 13 of the Design Influence with Albie Knows. Fun fact, nearly a year ago, I had done my very first interior design podcast interview. Well, show appearance. It was a visibility series on the Design and Style podcast with Rachel Moriarty and Dixie Willard. This was nearly a year ago. So how crazy is it that as we're nearing the anniversary of the show date, I get to bring you guys this episode where I sit down with Rachel. As something of a visibility whisperer, I got to discuss all things visibility management with Rachel. So as opposed to time management, we talk about what it's like navigating visibility opportunities while still remaining on brand and in alignment with examples from some of her most recent and amazing collaborations. Rachel wears many hats, from being a leading home style expert to best-selling author to product designer. With more than 13 years of experience in design, her work as a photo stylist has also been published in home furnishing catalogs and industry magazines. A treasure huntress since the age of 12, her specialty is in elevating spaces by incorporating her client's family heirlooms and she's known for her use of playful patterns and bold strokes of color. Besides home makeovers, Rachel's current projects include a new tile line with elegant mosaics and renovations for a new HGTV series that's scheduled to launch this year. As an expert in using her platform to fill her pipeline and build partnerships, I know you guys are going to love our conversation. We don't just get into how Rachel leveraged her visibility for business opportunities, but we really dig deep into how getting uncomfortable propelled her business in ways she hadn't even expected. We talk about all the things she's done in her business, the strategies she's used to really get herself seen and booked. Like I said, I know you're going to love this one. Welcome to The Design Influence a show dedicated to changing the conversation and creating impact on and offline. The Design Influence is all about you, the online designpreneur, helping you be a better designer and entrepreneur in this new digital landscape. I'm your hostess with the mostess, online interior designer, content creator, and nonstop idea machine, Albie of Albie Knows Online Interior Design. If you're ready for some candid and caffeinated conversations about everything from decoding interior design tools to growing pains as an entrepreneur to figuring out what the heck it means to be an influencer, then turn up your earbuds and let's dive in. Hey guys, so today the tables have turned and I am hanging out with Rachel Moriarty. Hey guys, yeah. <laughs> now we have a lot to talk about, but before we dive in, Rachel anyone who's been living under a rock, give them a quick and dirty rundown of who you are and why you're awesome. (laughs) So I'm Rachel Moriarty and I am San Diego based interior designer. Um, I, I mean, that's one of my titles. I've got, I've really become so much more. My business has morphed and changed over the last couple of years. I'm a uh, number one best-selling author. I'm a speaker and I'm a product designer for uh, Elegant Mosaics. So it's been amazing, amazing journey. And it definitely has been amazing to watch. And so we, we are going to dig into all of those hats. 
Um, but first, anyone who does know you, they associate you with building your visibility, um, really just being as visible as you can be so that you can build your pipeline, build your credibility, and build your business. Is this something that just came naturally to you? Or did you kind of just realize, okay, if I want to be successful, <laughs> I'm going to have to put on my big girl panties and be more visible? Yeah. So um, I, it did not come naturally to me. In fact, <laughs> um, before I started the entrepreneur entrepreneur journey, it was funny. I, I went back and I couldn't find any pictures of me for about a decade. Believe wow. it or not, because you know how visible I am now. Um, yeah, I just, uh, you know, it just became a mom and took pictures of my kids and my family and all that stuff. And I was never in the photos. So mm -hmm. when I started my business, um, I took a, a coaching, um, it was like, like a, I don't know, like a webinar sort of thing, right? And it was about being in front of the camera. It was about self-portraiture. Um, I spent a week. I took thousands and thousands and thousands of photos of myself. I got comfortable. And it was so cool, the process that we went through. We started, we had to go in the shower, scrub our face off, just put lotion on, and take a photo. You just had <laughs> I to love get, that. Yeah, you just had to get used to your raw image. Um, and I you know, I bet it's like peeling away the lay all the layers, right? And starting there and then building up from there. And really the reason I took this coaching program was because her whole thing was you need to at least stand next to your work. You should stand in front of it, but at that point, I was standing behind it. So I was behind my laptop mm. all the time. I said, oh, my work, my projects, all of that's going to speak for me. Uh, and I didn't really understand the whole personal branding um, and visibility at that time. But it, it was something that called me when I saw this um, program come up. And uh, it scared me. It lurched my stomach. And it was one of those things that I just knew I had to, I had to lean into it. I could just tell that there was resistance in there. And then once I, once I did that, I just I became a beast. You can't, you can't swipe your phone without seeing me now. <laughs> and I mean, that, you know, that's crazy. And like, you were forced to get uncomfortable, but no one would know. And so clearly it worked. So kudos to that folks <laughs> that at some point you were uncomfortable. But I think that's pretty awesome because like, I, as someone who, I remember when I started my YouTube channel, for example, I used to think I had to be done up and hair done, makeup done and all this other stuff. So I love that she challenged you guys to do things like just scrub your face, put on lotion and go take a picture mm -hmm. um, because you do start to get more comfortable looking at yourself, hearing yourself, sharing yourself and doing all these things. So I love that. And like I said, I mean, it doesn't show that you were once uncomfortable. So right. Right. Well done. <laughs> um, I mean, for your listeners, anybody that's new to me, um, I do speak, well, visibility is one of the things that I speak on. Um, and to see me, if you were to go to my, my feed or my Instagram feed, you would just think, okay, I mean, you know, I'm all over the place on, on my, on my own feed. I mean, um, and you would think I'm really comfortable, but, I, on my wedding day, my mom and I were in the bathroom and I started crying and she said, why are you crying? You know? And I said, because everyone's going to look at me. And I, I tell that story because I want people to understand how uncomfortable I was it, with being invisible. And yeah. it's been a long journey and, um, you know, mostly, uh, just 
by making courageous little baby steps. Um, and I've come such a long way, but I love to share that story because I want people to not look at where I am now, but where I've come from and, and, you know, see the potential for themselves as well. And I mean, we live in a time where because of like social media and like just all the digital opportunities out there, it is easy to just stay invisible, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and there, there is that mindset, especially as creatives, as designers, where we're like, my work will speak for me. Mm-hmm. But I can't remember who said it. Um, someone big in this. Someone know, smart. Yeah. Education <laughs> case. Um, I remember them saying, you know, people don't buy from, from companies, business. They buy yeah. from people. Yeah. And yeah. it's true, you know. Um, and we're, we're going to dig into a lot of the things you, you know, accomplished. I, I can't imagine that Rachel, who was too scared to even be at her wedding, would have accomplished those things if she was just hiding behind, you know, a pretty portfolio. You know, right. I, a lot of it, I'm sure, comes from people seeing you, seeing your personality, hearing you. It's like, oh, what? oh, there she goes again. <laughs> <laughs> you know, but what I love about the way you're visible be, is that, okay, so a lot of people confuse being visible with being everywhere. Mm-hmm. And then they stress themselves out because they're doing a little bit of this and a little bit of that and a little bit of that thing over there in 15 million different places, but they're not necessarily doing it well. Right. And what I've realized about you is that all the places you are still come back together. <laughs> you know, they, yeah. still, they still fit. They still gel. Do you find that um, a lot of people struggle with that balance of being visible and just being everywhere? Is that something that you, that you yourself struggled with the way like some other people do? Well, I think my um, superpower has always been connecting the dots and leveraging one thing for the other and being, and not even knowing that was a gifting before, you know, I jumped in, right? So I've always been able to, say, oh, I'm going to use this opportunity to, you know, it, everything's around my business. I mean, literally, even if I, fa- I show pictures of my family, it's, <laughs> it's strategic. <laughs> so it's, it's, you know, it's not easy. Um, the, the thing for me, the biggest part for me was honestly the mindset and getting really clear about what I was doing the visibility for, because um, I've had people come to coach with me and say, well, I don't want everybody to think I'm bragging. And I'm like, about what? Like, you're not just, Mm -hmm. if you think you're just throwing yourself on social media just to show your new, newest hair color, or you know what I mean? Your new jacket or whatever, it would feel gross. You know, but if you know that you're out there because you're building a trust factor or no like trust factor with people, you're, you're connecting with people on every level because I've had clients, you know, call me and connect with me because I'm a mom, because I live in San Diego and they lived in San Diego for five years while their husband was in the military. There's these random reasons and layers why you will connect with somebody and they'll hire you, but you've got to show it. And so that's what I'm really, really strategic about. Um, having clarity and knowing exactly why I'm, why I'm posting. And you touched on something that's key there, you know, because um, people can tell the difference between a brag and just sharing. There, mm-hmm. there is, the way it's delivered, people mm-hmm. can tell a difference. And it's so interesting that 
more people, I mean, I guess for all intents and purposes, people are more humble than not. Um, Especially, I think, as entrepreneurs and as creatives, we're always like, no, I won't share this because people think I'm bragging or I'm showing off or whatever. But um, I do believe there is such a thing, first of all, as a humble brag. Uh (laughs) Oh, yeah. Um, Because maybe you are bragging on yourself, but it's because you're proud of yourself. Right. It's like, I want to share this, as you said, you know, because someone else can relate to it when they see it. And then maybe it'll inspire them or you'll connect and they'll hire you or whatever the case may be. And so that, that is, I love that you said it's strategic, you know, I can yeah. share an accolade, you know, with it still adding to my business as opposed to making someone else feel bad. <laughs> pretty much. So for me, yeah, I, I've reframed that that word brag, even humble brag is like, it's, it's social proof, right? It like, I, I, like at the end of the year, I got a bunch of different awards, but one of them was like the three best business in in my city. That's something to share. You know, Mm -hmm. I'm not bragging. That gives other people social proof, right? That I'm a, you know, have integrity and run my business. And I shared all the 50 points that they go through on your business and you know, that they've done somebody's done the the background check on me. And of course it's awesome. It's a word. It's great. You know, all that. Um, but for me, it's about giving social proof and, and more street cred. It is because especially when you're an entrepreneur, when, um, you know, you are your own boss, you have to build your own brand and your own reputation. That is how you're going to do it because no one tells, you know, Coca-Cola that they shouldn't issue a press release if they've just partnered with, I don't know, a celebrity. I don't you know, right, no right. one tells, you know, them that they can't share that. So oh, because it's a, it's, a, it's a company, it's okay. Well, when it's an individual, you know, we tend to look at it differently. And like you said, it's not what we're doing. You are your company. You are your brand. Yeah. This is my social proof. This is part of my resume. This is part of my credibility. Um, so I, I love that you've reframed that. We're going to make that a thing. We're not bragging. We're giving no. social proof. Right. Now, uh, to that end, I know a lot of designers tend to doubt themselves or question themselves in terms of showing up, you know, if they're showing up enough or too much or all of that, especially when they're new. So you did that webinar. Was that at the beginning of your design career or were you already kind of in it for a while and then realized you needed to do this? Like, what was your presence as a new designer? Because you yeah, switched that, careers. I don't know if everyone, everyone knows. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I was in the um, financial services industry for eight years. And in 2014, I was started side hustling as a designer. And it was, I, I think it was middle of 2015 that I took the leap into um, entrepreneurship and it was around there in that beginning time when I did this um, webinar on or coaching program on um, you know becoming the face of your business so it was pretty early on fortunately Um, and I was working with several coaches at the time because I when I stepped back after eight years of being out of the industry when I came back in I mean there wasn't social media you know, in my previous iteration of my business. So there was a lot to learn. And um, yeah, so I was coaching with quite a, quite a few. I think I had three coaches (laughs) at one time. (laughs) (laughs) 
and I'm glad you mentioned that though. Like, it may be hard to believe, but like social media wasn't always a thing. <laughs> I know it's hard. I'm like, what did I do before? My gosh. <laughs> and it's like, but people still had thriving businesses. Yeah, um, true. And part of it was because they were showing up. It might have been, you know, their face on an ad on a bench. Mm-hmm. <laughs> or a postcard yeah. in a mailbox or flyers or yeah exactly so it's hard to believe but like social media wasn't even around like maybe 10 years ago i know it's like i i'm trying to think what are we in 2019 2009 where was i what was i doing yeah there was no real there was myspace i think <laughs> oh yeah you're right there was MySpace. <laughs> um but the only like business people who were using that were like musicians pretty right. much um, right. No one was growing a business on a social media platform because even at the time, still, to be on Facebook, you had to have a college email. So it wasn't a business thing. Yes, true, um, true. And yet people were still doing it. So it, it's sometimes we have to remind ourselves, like, it can be done. I mean, I know times have changed, <laughs> mm-hmm. but um, mm-hmm. there's still those kind of, like, old, quote-unquote, old-school ways that we have to stick to. And part of that is, like, showing up and showing ourselves. Now, yeah, I'm an introvert, and I used to use that as an excuse for not showing up. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but right. Same. I mean, to be honest, you know, an introvert just means people drain us. That has nothing to do <laughs> right, right, with showing up. Um, you're an introvert like myself, right? Yes. 100%. Yeah, and I know a, a lot of people use that as an excuse for why they're not visible, um, and you know, they they shut out other opportunities. Mm-hmm. Now that you kind of got over that hump, you're you're an expert at it. As opportunity started to come your way, how did you start to feel and receive that? So one of the things that can happen when you're on social and when you're comfortable, I actually I think social media is the perfect medium for a, an introvert because you're just putting information out and then you can engage, you know, on the, on a thread or something like that. And you're just where we like to be, you know, at home. <laughs> so I, I mean, yeah, I think it's awesome. Like I really, uh, you know, I got way into it. I think it can almost be distracting. You know, I think that's one of the things we have to be careful about is limp, you know, kind of putting boundaries around it. Um, and what, what did you ask me? I'm sorry. How did I feel or what? Uh, like with the, as the opportunity started to come your way, because mm. I was like, okay, people are seeing me. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Oh, snap. Right. Right. <laughs> what, do, what do I do now? Yeah. I mean, scary, scary things um, in a good way, you know? So, I mean, I, I've obviously I started getting um, clients, which was amazing. And I did a um, Facebook live challenge for myself, 365 days. I did Facebook lives. I think I went about, I don't know, over 400 days um, I before I gassed out. <laughs> yes. yes, Rachel's daily riffs. And, um, you know, I just was putting out a lot of, uh, you know, design tips and just everyday life sort of almost became like a lifestyle thing. And, um, yeah, I just started getting opportunities. Uh, Jason Harris, the owner of the design network, you have worked with him as well. He popped into my, um, into my message, uh, what do you call it? Private message and was like, you're going to be my new best friend. And, you know, you don't realize 
who, you know, you, you see views like, okay, 300 views on this video and the, you know, every day. Um, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and you don't realize that those are actual people until they like pop into your inbox. Right. Yeah. Until they slide in your DM. <laughs> until they slide into the DM. That's right. <laughs> And so, yeah, so I, you know, I started getting some of those and, and I just had to find out who, who I aligned with, who uh, I could get behind. Um, I realized very quickly that anything that I did as far as a collaboration, I would have, it takes a, a lot more time behind the scenes than you think. You really have to spend time with these people, um, either on conference calls, video conferencing, you know, and you really have to like the people and and be really behind the message so I just um, make sure that anybody that I collaborate with um, I check in with my gut basically and you know do I like this person do we get along do we gel well can I travel with this person can I be at shows you know there's so much that happens um, and so that's how I've had to do it you know and that that's I mean, that's key because like you said, you had mentioned with social media, it can be a distraction. You're, you're getting hit with a lot of noise and you know, I know, <laughs> you know, I have no problem saying, well, I'm going to shut this whole thing down. <laughs> um, yeah. Not saying everyone should, you know, take a year off, <laughs> but, <laughs> but you know, it can be easy to get swept away. And I love that you said at the end of the day, it's about who can I mesh well, even little things. I don't often hear people think about that can I travel with you because if you are mm -hmm. working with these people there's probably mm -hmm. going to be some traveling involved and all of this there's so yeah involved. exactly mm -hmm. so you have to kind of really go through like a period of almost like research and reflection <laughs> um mm -hmm. when you're and communicating with, you know, like you, you have to communicate mm -hmm. like continue like that dm keep going or that text you know thread or whatever because then you're going to know it, whether you can get along with somebody or not. Yeah, that, that is also true. And it's like yeah, online dating. <laughs> yes, it, that's exactly what it is. It's like you're, it's, you, you set up your profile. and Yeah. <laughs> you swipe left. You swipe right. <laughs> and you're doing it yourself. So it's not, and you can correct me if I'm wrong, but it's not like you have like a publicist or. No. Yeah. Something like that. So it, they're getting you, and so you definitely have to be able to mesh with them to make these right. opportunities work. You know, same thing with a client. You know, not every client is the best fit. Um, right. Not every project is for, you know, every designer. Um, but now you seem to have found, like, the, that sweet spot of just the perfect alliances. So at the time of recording, Rachel just came back from a huge launch mm -hmm. at Cadiz. I'm going to let you tell the people what it is, but the reason I bring it up, um, and you also mentioned, you know, um, Jason Harris and, you know, what they were working on. These are all things that perfectly aligned with who you were as a designer and your style and your personality. So it wasn't just like, oh, she randomly started doing this thing. So first, share what you were working on, and then just kind of walk us through what that was like, just finding these perfect fits for who you are and what you bring to the table. Actually, this is a perfect lead-in from, from what we just talked about. So um, I was at High Point Market, and I met 
these two, 13 feet of Cohen brothers, I say, David and Sam Cohen. <laughs> David Cohen is 6'6", six, six, and his brother's about 6'3". So, um, oh, wow. So really, okay. Thir yeah. Thir yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I got to do the math, but about 13 feet of Cohen brothers. Um, and you know, when um, you go to market, any designer that's been to market, you, you kind of find your little tribe and your little family for those couple days. And we ended up being in, in the same kind of group. Um, they were sponsoring a friend of mine, Joseph Hacker's um, Design Talk Live Facebook show. And so we were just kind of like all together, you know, for several days. And we just got along like family. And um, they followed me after and they just kept following me on social. And then one day, um, Dave slipped into my DM and he was like, you know, I really am keep coming on to see what you're wearing. <laughs> and I was like, what? And he's like, you just have the coolest style and the colors you wear and the patterns you throw on. And, and I, it was so funny to hear that from this, you know, tall, straight guy that used to be a basketball player. And, um, it just happened that they, they have a natural stone company. They had rock bottom tile and stone, and they just started Elegant Mosaics, which was also um, natural stone. And they were thinking about bringing color into their line. And he's like, you know, you're the perfect person to do this because you love color and you love pattern. And, you know, we had just, like I said, gelled so well um, that, you know, I mean, we had that licensing agreement done within a week. And so, um, and that's why I talk about travel because I travel with them everywhere, whether we're going to the factory, we're staying in Airbnbs together. Um, you know, we travel to high point together. We travel to Las Vegas, we travel to all the shows together. And so you really, really have to, you know, and not every licensing agreement or partnership, you know, not everything's going to be like that, but that's why I'm like, you just really have to like who you're working with. So anyway, we launched, um, we've been working behind the scenes um, for quite a long time. And we uh, recently launched, it's called The Color Lab. And any Benjamin Moore or Sherwin-Williams color, you can specify through Elegant Mosaics and they back paint their glass, um, either their subway tiles, their tiles, or their mosaics. And um, I launched with a huge hexagon um, panel and it just had all kinds of colors. It had about 10 colors on it and uh, it was great. It was a showstopper, which was really fun. We literally got it done like days before the show. I mean, we were just, I had no idea how long it takes to launch things. So <laughs> <laughs> we I were mean, like, it was something new. So yeah. Yeah, it was something, I mean, we had to get in from the factory level because they, they just didn't have it. And so um, so that was great. And then that led to a partnership with Lottie Crete Grout. And um, Lottie Crete is also the same. They have a, a program called Permacolor Select. And you can do the same thing. It's either Sherwin-Williams or Benjamin Moore colors. You can specify any color for your grout. And it's available in two weeks. And also Elegant Mosaics is available in two weeks as well. So it was a perfect marriage. So I'm glad you said that because um, obviously designers, if they're going to want to specify some color, now they know um, that, okay, we can, we can go check out this collection because now there's color. We can bring color into our tiles. But I want to bring it back to something you said. He made a point of letting you know they kept checking in on what you were wearing. <laughs> anyone who 
kind of like tilted their head like what but that's weird yeah <laughs> is known for wearing these very bright I don't want to say caftans so they're not just yeah there we go yeah <laughs> so like I know that she is not the word I'm looking for yeah 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 as always full of color and pattern I mean even with your earrings and your mm-hmm. your scarves mm-hmm. so I could see how they would go okay this person is clearly not afraid of color not afraid of pattern I wonder what she could do with some tiles for us. Right. So, and that was part of you showing up as you. You know, you didn't choose to, okay, well, when I'm doing a video, I'll just put on a white t-shirt and my jeans, you know? Right, right. <laughs> you, you dress the way you dress, you know? And I've seen your videos. You're in your office. Your backdrop is always bold and bright and full of color. Your office. Right. And so I'm sure all of that translated to them saying, okay, this is exactly what we want in this collection. And this is, this is why this person would be the perfect fit for that collection. And I saw the hexagons, saw the pictures of the hexagons. I saw them at K-Biz. There are no shortage of colors. And it <laughs> literally is like watching Rachel's lives because her outfits were no shortage of colors. So I could see how in following you, they were like, uh-huh, mm-hmm. She's the missing piece. Let's make this happen. (laughs) Yeah, exactly. But not only that, you know, you can be the perfect fit, but if you're not showing up on the, you know, consistently, they'll never know. Like you'll be the best kept secret and you Mm -hmm. know, that's, that's not good. So. And every licensing story I've ever heard, it's always something of that, you know, um, I don't know if you know, um, Cheryl Luckett, she was recently sharing her story about her licensing deal. And mm-hmm. it was the same thing. They were following her and they, her values matched their values, her aesthetic matched their aesthetic. And it was like, okay, hey, we want to do this thing with a designer and we think you're the one. And yeah. so it's the same yeah. thing. Um, if she wasn't showing up, if you weren't showing up, you know, no one's going to know that you are the perfect fit. And now there's this amazing collection. Um, so at the time of recording, it's going to be coming out in two weeks. So by the time this goes live, it will be out, guys. <laughs> um, so you can find it you can source it for all your bold bright projects mm-hmm. and I love that what started as just two brothers you met at market turned into a licensing deal with them which then evolved into you said lactocrete is part of it like it's, yep. it's turned into something that I'm sure at the time you did not foresee <laughs> no not at all and it's also gotten even bigger because because we do show up at markets and we show up as a quite a crew you know we call ourselves the I've seen. we're the syndicate we're like rolling through high point <laughs> like the syndicate you know um, <laughs> and uh, we make you know we we attend all the events and then we we you know we I think we shine more in the later hours after market where, you know, uh-huh. we, we always uh-huh. say we get uh-huh. the, late, the last half of market, you know, we're rolling in at like two in the morning. That's where we make our deals. And so um, we've also been partnering with Zuo and they brought in, um, they furnished our booth at um, KBiz and we are going yes. to be doing a panel um, on customization at High Point on um, April 8th, if you're going to be um, at High Point. And Woo-hoo. Yeah, we're also designing panels for the showroom, some tiled uh, mosaics. So it'll be really, so it's just growing, you know, I mean, you would never think tile and furniture and, but it, it, we're all in the business of home and it works. So it's a tile company, a furniture company and a designer and, you know, 
we all, and the thing is, we all like each other and we're all, so we we're finding ways to work with each other. And I, that's what I was going to say. Um, it's kind of like, you know, it's, it's, yes, they all fit. They're all in the home industry, but if there wasn't a personal connection, yes. Yes. you know, it would be like, oh, your work is awesome. And then everyone goes home, you know, exactly. that would be the end of that. But, you know, th- these are a lot of moving parts. These are a lot of businesses, you know, um, and, and it comes down to the people. Yeah. And the other thing is, you know, I'm, so I did some work at um, High Point for the Design Network where they gave me a camera crew and I went around with a microphone and, you know, they wanted me to kind of get like from the street, you know, like, hey, what are you seeing? You know, people would see me with my camera crew and they would run. I, it was so hard to get interviews. I mean, that was probably one of my most exhausting markets was just trying to get designers that would come on camera. Really? And you should see how cute they were looking. I mean, I would just be like, oh my God, you're so cute. They, you know, cutest outfit, so stylish. And they would just not talk on camera. And so I'm, you know, I obviously am not camera shy. And so I've done a lot of interviews with, um, I don't know if you've heard of them, House Tipster. And, um, they cover all of the markets and they put out, um, you know, produce video. Christopher Grubb is the, usually the host. And I ran into him while I was doing this in Theodore Alexander and I was dying. I was dying to get some, you know, people to interview. So I grabbed him. I was like, you look like you're great on camera. I didn't realize he was, he hosted house tipster. Um, so he, <laughs> he did an interview with me and Theodore Alexander. He was awesome. But then when the, t- the wheels were turned, you know, everything was flipped and he had the, can- you know, microphone in his hand and we were at like the HGTV party at Surya. He grabbed me because he was, you know, he has the same problem. It's getting a designer. So I've been on his, on house tipster several times. And, um, and now the, um, the cameraman, well, when I'm at market, he's just like, Hey, where are you? Can you come do a thing? Can you come, you know? And so it's been great. And he's going to be moderating our panel. So it's again, all relationship relationship. You know, it's so funny that you said that. Cause I, I remember when you guys were doing that with the design network, um, and trying to get people to do the interviews. Um, I, I didn't realize that people were running from the camera. That's so crazy because then on the flip side, then people wonder why they're not visible. <laughs> people yeah. wonder why no one's finding them. Yeah. Um, not to say every designer and every person needs to be in front of a camera, but when an opportunity presents itself, run with it, you know? <laughs> you know, why not? Um, had you not been open to this opportunity with Elegant Mosaics, I mean, look at what it's blossomed into. And that's not, that's not even the only amazing thing that you're working on. Right. She's still designing guys. Uh, Yeah. yeah. (laughs) Oh yeah. (laughs) There's that too. (laughs) Right. Right. Yeah. No, it's been an amazing. uh, I don't, I don't know if this is considered a collaboration project. We're going to call it that. Okay. Another major project uh, in the pipeline, very design related. Mm-hmm. How much of that can you share with us? I have four words for you guys. A-G, <laughs> four letters. A-G-T-V. Go. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, last year, I was approached to... So this is the funny thing. Okay. So I have... If anybody that knows me is has seen me, they, they know that I have 
what I call my velvet couch sister. Her name's Tracy Smith. And she and I, we, we call ourselves the socialites because we just love to get dressed up and kind of prance around uh, town. And you know what I mean? <laughs> <laughs> we just like love hanging out. So uh, we run around, but she also helps me in my business. She helps me on my um, installations and she's part of my, she is part of my team. Um, and we got approached by HGTV to actually host a show. And, but they thought we were sisters because we call ourselves the Velvet Couch Sisters. And you know, oh. the formula for HGTV is husband and wife, father, daughter, you know, that's, oh, you know, it's, it's sisters and brothers. <laughs> yeah, they have a formula, right? And so we were like, no, we're not really, well, we're sisters from another mister was basically what we said. <laughs> so they came back, they um, had a show that was filming here in San Diego where I live. And it's about short-term rentals. And they actually found the perfect hosts, I think, for the show, husband and wife, uh, husband and wife team that own um, a company that, that specializes in short-term rentals. Uh, but they needed somebody to design. So they were, you know, they brought him in, um, like his talent and then they still needed the designs done. So I was able to work with them. I said, yes, it was really hard. I'm, I'm, it was great. Uh, it was hard for me because I'm so visible, but in this project I was, I was, you know, behind the scenes. Um, but it's been great. It was amazing. I, it's, you know, launched my business in ways I hadn't expected because I had several contractors that I worked with and we loved working with each other. We're still working with each other. Um, I worked with a staging company on the reveals. You know, you, you finish the remodels and then you have a staging company that comes in for the reveals. You shoot your reveals and then everything comes out, right? Um, and I'm continuing to work with them. Um, they've added me to their website and I, you know, they give me their interior design projects because they don't, they don't do interior design. Um, and it's just, you know, it exploded in different ways. It also up-leveled my clients because some of my clients, it's important to them to have an HGTV designer. So those four letters were a lot of work and, um, and I'm leveraging them. <laughs> you know, and oh my, there's a lot to unpack there. One of the <laughs> <Yeah>. things <laughs> that I love that you said was that you were behind the scenes, but still being visible you know, right. just in different ways, Yes. you know, those relationships with those contractors, the right. staging company, and that ended up showing up, you know, as new projects, yes. new clients, a, a new level of clientele, you know, and it goes back to also that same relationship building, just like with the collaboration, they loved you, you love them. Oh, hey, we have a project we don't design. Oh, but we know Rachel, she designs. <laughs> right. Her. You yeah. know, and it, it that evolve into growing I mean your main business the design business yeah you know you're still a designer and so by being visible you got this opportunity but you were able to flip it on its head 10 different other ways because a lot yes. of times people like the dream is HGTV for a lot of people but as the host or as the host right personality. camera time camera time yeah exactly this was all behind the scenes for you um yes I'm, I'm assuming you don't appear in the show when it airs. Or I mean, like you know, they have, who knows? I don't know. It hasn't come out yet, but they have those editing. GoPros everywhere. And I probably mm -hmm. am, but no, I don't have like the, the camera, you know, the FaceTime on it, um, which for me was okay because I, I create my own content. I do my own live stream. Yeah. I do my own. Mm -hmm. So for me, it wasn't, uh, you know, it, 
And, and in fact, it actually showed me that I don't want, that's what I don't want to do because I don't like to be fed lines. I'm not an actor. Look you know, I, it's just, it's so crazy how they like, can you say that again this way? Can you say that again this way? You know what I mean? So, um, I'm, you know, when I, I have Rachel's daily riffs, which is very raw and un, you know, just, uh, you know, just I'm very, so me. Um, yeah, like, unfiltered. Yeah, and so that's kind of, mm -hmm. yeah, I was like, you know what? I think I, I, I like creating my own content. And if I want to do produce content, then I will, I will find someone to do it for me my way. Kind of Kara, Karen Bond style, you know? And, and actually she's what came, she's what came, who came to mind, excuse me. Yes. Um, Cause I was going to say, you know, people like Karen who, you know, you'll see in their comments where they create amazing content. I've seen in her comments often, you should have a show. You should have a show. Uh -huh. And I remember in a Q and A, she, um, she addressed, you know, like, would she ever do an HGTV show or something like that was the question. And she said, um, essentially no, because she didn't want to be produced. Yeah. You know, yeah. Um, it's, there's a certain level of control that yes. you have to relinquish. <laughs> uh, know, all of it. Are. Basically all of it. <laughs> well, yeah. I mean, I was, I was being kind. But, yeah. <laughs> but yeah, pretty much. <laughs> it was great. I mean, for me, again, it was a great experience because you don't know what you want until you, sometimes you don't know what, you know, until you see what you don't want. And that's what it, that's what it did. I loved the experience. It was so fun working with these big teams. And because I have these relationships with the contractors, I feel more confident bidding bigger projects because I have these contractors that we've been in the deeps with for six months. And, you know, we just have a great, it just, it, it was wonderful in every way. And that's the thing, you know, it was something that on the surface looked like it could have gone one way and it's actually kind of worked out for you bigger. Yeah. Then you probably could have imagined just like, you know, the Elegant Mosaic collaboration. So, we you know, with the collaboration that's coming out basically now, um, yes. do you know when the HGTV series will be uh, yeah, I just hitting saw our airwaves? Yeah, I just saw them doing voiceovers for like the intros and outros. So I, I think we're getting close, probably April or May. But another thing that that, you know, it taught me, it taught, teached me, it taught me to work with sponsored product, which, you know, as we do these blog tours and we start talking about, you know, certain making relationships, being not forced, but really forced because when, it, when sponsors, you know, it's like, okay, you have to use this lighting, you have to use these plumbing fixtures. It really is a great opportunity to really get in deep with a brand. Cause you know, you're talking to different brands now. You yeah. may have sponsors. You don't want to have a gazillion brands that you're working with. You want to be able to go narrow and deep with these brands. And so it really taught me how to just dig in and make, you know, really use my creativity and make things work when you have a one brand to work with, because you never know how long I, you know, I I'm, I'm in my, my agreement is two years. Um, so I'm not going to promote anybody else's tile, you know, I'm going to go narrow and deep with elegant mosaics. Right. So, um, that was a great opportunity too. just seeing how it was very challenging on every level. You know, it's funny because, so I, I recently got a chance to chat with Morgan Molitor of construction to style. And that was something she also touched on. They do a lot of brand collaboration and brand deals, and they're always looking for the longer contract because it builds loyalty. And, you know, it, it builds a relationship and also just, it eases some of the anxiety. I don't have to think about my next power resource because 
I love elegant mosaics. I know elegant mosaics. Oh, look, I have a collection with elegant mosaics. <laughs> oh, oh, look, I'll use my own. <laughs> you know, and that that is helpful on so many different levels because you're building a loyalty with a brand, you know, but then also now your audience, your potential clients are not like, oh, I noticed she keeps using, you know, this particular Mm-hmm. hardware company or flooring right. company or you know elegant mosaic mm-hmm. if it wasn't your collection right. they start to notice that and even if they're not necessarily necessarily hiring you there's a certain level of trust and loyalty that they're now establishing with that brand right because of you yes you know? and now they, they're like okay that just saves me a lot of research you know yeah. And I'm so excited because I, so, you know, I'm known for color in the, in, in the industry and this, the flexibility that this brand, this title brand gives me to do, you know, because I can specify any Benjamin Moore or Sherwin Williams color, I can, you know, collaborate with uh, cabinet companies, uh, you know, I mean, it just opens me up to so much more and um, I'm excited. I'm excited and- about I mean, and that's, that's the key here, you know, and I guess that's how you connect the dots. You know, you were building these relationships, secure these partnerships, but you were still able to remain on brand and in alignment, you know, and so it doesn't pull you in 15 different directions, Yes, you know, and that's what it comes back to, like really connecting the dots, you know, and I think that's where a lot of people's fear of and, um, when people feel limited when they're visible because they're like, well, I don't have the time. You know, I have a family, I have this, I have, you know, a full-time job or whatever. And they equate being visible with time. And I mean, yes, there's a lot of time involved, but if everything is kind of meshing (laughs) the way that it should. It's organic. It's easy. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Mm -hmm. Now, but do you find that you ever do you find yourself ever turning down opportunities? You know, sometimes, um, but not, there haven't been like, it's not like people are just like Rachel, you know, a gazillion people. Um, but yeah, if there are things that are just not in alignment or maybe I just don't feel like the timing's right. You know, it's, it's always a matter of timing. Mm -hmm. Again, like you said, I'm managing everything myself at this point. So I can only take so much on. And, you know, on top of my design projects, it takes a lot to, you know, design things, come up, you know, with, uh, you know, even, you know, taking time to do podcast interviews or panels. You, you've done it, you know, all of that takes work and time. <laughs> and so, yeah, when you're what you mean, you know, and I'm not, a, I, I hate to say that I'm a one man show cause I'm not anymore, but, um, I'm, I'm mostly, you know, running everything. So I just have to be really, really, uh, strategic and selective about what I do. And, and that makes sense. You know, you definitely have to be mindful of your time because you are one person, even if you had a team, mm-hmm. there, there's only but so much your team can, yes. I can't interview your team. No, exactly. Your, exactly. Your team isn't designing the tile. Right. You know, your right. team isn't doing the design project, you know. Or the launch or the talks exactly. or the, yeah, yeah. The tour, the, like there's, a team can still only take you, so they may make it easier. But yeah. They can still only yeah. execute, um, but so much. Yes. And I, and I think that that is where, again, like I said, that fear comes from. 
people are just afraid of diving all in. They're, I'm too shy. I don't have anything to share. I don't have the time and just a myriad of excuses. And I know because I was that person. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know? Yep. Um, you yep. were that person. Yep. You know, we all most of us have been that person, especially as introverts. Mm-hmm. So the person who's listening now who is saying, No, I'm too shy, I have nothing to share, my hair's not done, I don't have time, my house isn't clean, <laughs> whatever it is, where do you tell them to start? You know, this year has been so different for me in the visibility um realm. When we first came out of the gate, we came we started talking about visibility because for us we started like narrowing down every every um kind of problem that designers designers slash entrepreneurs have and and for us everything came down to visibility and we were giving everyone the tools use this this is how you go live use this phone put it this way use this tripod you know and we were like giving all the tools and helping people get started and it was great but what happened was we noticed like, why, why am I still going here? I am in year three and why am I still doing it? It's like breathing for me. And why, why do people fall off? You know? And so Mm -hmm. then we started getting into more of a mindset and, um, you really have to start all of those things. You said, my house is too dirty. My, you know, I'm too old. I'm too young. My teeth are too yellow. I mean, the things I have heard, I'm too heavy. I'm too skinny. I'm too, you know, I mean, it's like, yeah, I mean, that's crazy. all very real. Yeah. I mean, it's all very real. It, it is. It's all our perception of ourselves. And, you know, so I, I actually, um, came up with a new term and it's called visibility, B I Z ability. And, um, that has resonated with people so much more because now they're understanding that they're doing it for their business. And along with this new term, visibility, I'm going more into the mindset. So uh, I never, and trust me, I, I never wanted to be the girl that talks about mindset, but it came down to it like, oh gosh, like I, I can still do it. And it's because I work on my mindset. And, you know, I am a praying woman. I know you're a praying woman. So prayer is part of it. Um, you, you know, we, both of us have prayed, like, how am I blocking my, my own success or how yeah. am I blocking opportunities? Um, I also do a lot of guided meditations and sometimes they're success meditations. Sometimes they're, you know, whatever my problem is in the moment is, is what I go to. So, you know, I'm, I'm constantly working on it. So if you can identify um, what it is, you know, cause it's not the weight, you know, it really isn't. I mean, have you ever had, uh, check the hashtag curvy girl or curvy woman? There are some yeah. women owning it. I'm like, Oh my gosh, I want, I want their curves and their, in those places. <laughs> <laughs> so because, like, I mean, one person's problem, quote, perceived problem is somebody else's blessing, you know? Yes. And then that same way people who are like, Oh, I want to be skinnier. On the other side of the spectrum, you have someone who's like, I want to gain weight. Yes. There's always like a perceived problem. Right. Um, and then it's like, well, where, where does that really come from? Like, yes. There, this, is there something deeper? And if it is just that problem, well, what can you do about it? <laughs> what alternative? Exactly. Besides exactly. just beating yourself up. Yes. You know, what and are, I, 
Yeah, I think you got to reach out to somebody too, because somebody, you know, I do, I do one-on-one sessions about on visibility and they'll come to me and they'll, they'll say, they'll come to me with that problem with, you know, oh, I, people are going to think I'm bragging or people are going to think that. And you can really get down pretty quickly to like, so where's that coming from? You know, and then, you know, oh, I was identified as shy or I was identified as the pretty one and my sister was the smart one and she was jealous because I was pretty and you know what I mean? There's like, oh, you, yeah, and, and very- and also, it's, it's like therapy to some extent. I mean, you and I were talking at the start of the conversation about how neither one of us thought we had good recording voices. Yes. <laughs> My, my smoker's laugh is, I, I, I always say, oh my God, you have a smoker's laugh. What the heck? You know, and yet, you know, I have a podcast, you've been a podcaster, you're doing video, you know, and that was something that was in our minds from, from wherever that came yeah, from. Right. And you work through it, you get past it, you keep getting uncomfortable. Yes. 100%. And so, I, I, I mean, I love that. I feel like, you know, I wish more people would be comfortable getting uncomfortable. <laughs> yes. I was just writing that down right this very second. Like get uncomfortable and then stay there. Yeah. Stay there. It's, it's actually a pretty awesome place to be. There's it, lots of friends. You'll, yes. you'll find us there. Yes. Yes, <laughs> so, exactly. So what's next? I mean, you're, you have a full dance card. <laughs> I do. So um, what is next, if anything? Or is it just kind of still building what's already happening now? You know, I'm thinking, so I'm turning 50 this year and I really think, I think, uh, I know I'm excited girl. I'm Oprah excited about 50. If I can give everyone a car, I would. <laughs> oh, that, is, that is a big deal. Like it's a good one. It's a good one. Yeah. Every decade gets better. And, but you know, also, uh, and, and honestly, I never plan on retiring. I love what mm-hmm. I do so much and the way my business is going and all the different things that are happening. I just want to build the brand even bigger and make it ro- more robust. I want, I, I love the, the, you know, working with different companies because mostly what we do is alone right? So this yeah. is fun. It gives me opportunities to travel and to spend time with people. And, you know, my kids are growing. I have my, you know, one son in college and my daughter's eight. So, you know, in the next 10 years, I still have to, you know, I still want to be here. That whole purpose of me leaving corporate was to be home and, you know, to be with my daughter. And I, you know, so for the next 10 years, I'm going to be very strategic about what I do. And of course, limiting the travel and stuff like that. But I'm thinking really, really long game. Um, and I, you, you know, like not wanting to retire. I mean, your business as do most creators and entrepreneurs, it's evol- it evolves. Yes. So even if you retire a chapter yes. <laughs> yes. of it, you know, yes. it can evolve into something else that still fulfills and nourishes you. Yeah. So we're at the point where we're talking about, and this isn't going to happen like tomorrow, but we are talking about retiring my husband from corporate. And so you're going to start seeing more of Mr. Moriarty. Um, in Ooh, the fall, as we, as we, yeah, as we, uh, transition into that a little bit and, um, yeah, so, you know, things are changing and I just, I, I'm always open to new experiences. I, I, I wake up with like, oh my gosh, what cool things going to happen today? Cause something always does. And, um, I try to leave room for, you know, the unexpected and it always comes out greater than anything I could have imagined. So I'm just open right now. 
So, I mean, if, if you guys take nothing away from this, leave room for the unexpected, get comfortable being uncomfortable. Yes. Like, that is like, I mean, that sums up <laughs> your, your strategy. Yes. <laughs> much, you know, now the, this, like I said, at the time of recording, um, things that are in place may already be out and about. So definitely I will update all of that in the show notes. Um, where can the people find you, stalk you, get to know <laughs> what you're working on right now and all of that? Absolutely. So um, Rachel Moriarty Interiors, you can find me pretty much everywhere if you just Google it. I think that's the easiest way to do it now, right? I feel like it, uh, yeah. you know. <laughs> it's so funny. I, um, whenever, I mean, and I did it with you. <laughs> um, yeah. Whenever like I'm preparing and if I need to find out like, Thankful, maybe I just have amazing guests. I don't know, but thankfully, everyone's just Googleable. Yeah, <laughs> you just pop up, and all that you know, everybody's got better SEO than we can do for ourselves. So it's like, oh, okay, she's on Instagram and Facebook and whatever. Yep. So, <laughs> <laughs> so perfect. Rachel Moriarty Interiors. Google her. I just did it as like right now in real time, and that is where you will find her Facebook, her website, and her Instagram, guys. So, yes. And that hang out with me on Instagram. I love Instagram. I love stories as one of the new best things that have hap- that's happened. And uh, I think I'm going to start, I'm really, really thinking about IGTV. Um, mm. Yeah. So like the way I, you did um, Rachel's Daily Riffs? But yes. But I'm something different. And I brought back the Daily Riffs. I'm starting, they're not going to be daily, but I'm going to starting the live streams again. You know, I just got gassed out. So you're going to see yeah. me popping up a little more. Um, on video and live streams. So I'm excited. And, and I mean, and that's all part of being visible, knowing when to maybe take a step back, mm-hmm. reboot, try mm-hmm. something different. You know, as you said, you're going to be trying IGTV. So you weren't just on it this whole time flailing. Um, right. You took your time. And so, and I think that's like, a, that's the thing, you know, you don't have to be in all the places, you know. You Rachel isn't everywhere doing everything. She's just doing a lot of things really well in one place kind of yes <laughs> when she's not flying <laughs> right right exactly I love so it I, so fun my final question for you um and this one it, it seems it's so funny uh, every time I ask someone this um they're like oh oh that's a good one <laughs> so I, I, um what has been influencing you lately Ooh. Yeah, there it is. Been influencing me lately, huh? That is a that's a stumper. <laughs> that's a stumper. You know, um, <laughs> one of my things. I my mind works in a weird way. So anything that I do, even when I'm like coming up for colors for tile or whatever, if I'm coming up with a design concept, um, places always influence me. And I don't know why I have to connect to places I've been or places I want to go. Um, and recently I just came back from the Yucatan Peninsula in, uh, at the end of January, I believe. And I mean, literally the colors are still, 
I mean, as I talk about it, the colors are just amazing in my head. It's just, you know how jungle-ish it can be down there? Yeah. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so, it, you know, it's got this cool vibe between being jungle and, and like 1500 colonial architecture. And that's, yeah, I don't know what that's going to be, but it's, it's influencing me in a lot of different ways. Um, yeah. So it's always travel, travel. Definitely. I love it. And I mean, and with the opportunities that you have been continuing to nurture and attract, I, I foresee a lot of traveling in your future. Oh, I hope so. I hope so. Yes. We're claiming it. We're claiming it right here. <laughs> Perfect. You guys heard it here first. She will be a jet setter. Yes. <laughs> so I'll catch her while you can. <laughs> I love it. That's great. Rachel, thank you so much for hanging out with me today. It was um, so much fun. So fun. And it's, it's so crazy. Fun fact, guys. The very first interior design podcast I was on was with Rachel. Yep. Fun fact. Yep. And almost a year, like, like a year and like two months. But almost a year later, here we are. Yep. Now here we are. She's on this show. It's so funny. <laughs> it is. I love it. So much fun. All right, Congratulations guys. on your new podcast. I'm excited. Thank you so much for having me. Oh, thank you. Thank you. And like I said, all that information, whatever is up to date, you will always find it in the show notes. Go follow Rachel. Go follow the color. And I promise <laughs> follow the rainbow and you'll find me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> It's not a yellow brick road. It is a rainbow brick road. It is a Roy G. Biv brick road. And you will find Rachel standing. <laughs> I, knew it. I love it. Hi, right, guys. I will see you next week. You guys. You guys. How good was that? And be honest. How inspired are you now to just go out, get uncomfortable, and be more visible? Most of us. Even though we know we should be putting ourselves out there, we get in our own way with all kinds of excuses. And I say most of us, because myself included. Let Rachel's story be the kick in the pants you needed. We've all been there. She's been there. Where we're scared to be the face of a brand and we want our work to speak for itself. That's great and all, but imagine how much more you could conquer if you spoke for yourself. That's the lesson today, and the proof is in the pudding. If you're listening to this in real time, or close enough to real time, <laughs> then be sure to swing by if you're at High Point Market and check out what Rachel and the six feet of Cohen, well, 13 feet of Cohen Brothers are up to at High Point this weekend at the Zuo Decor showroom. Maybe I'll see you there. And if you're not listening to this in real time, thanks for listening anyway. <laughs> While listening, be sure to tag us over at The Design Influence and Rachel at Rachel Moriarty Interiors and let us know what your biggest takeaway was. When did the light bulb go off for you while you were listening to the conversation? And what can you start doing differently or doing better after hearing Rachel's story? I would love to hear from you guys and I know she definitely would love it too. You can find all of Rachel's information, all the places you can find her, including the information on the talk collaboration, 
all in the show notes over on the site at thedesigninfluence.com forward slash podcast. Thank you again for hanging out with me today and I will talk to you guys next week. Bye.